There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Alright. Hello, Jim. Hello, mate. Um, Bit weird, isn't it? This? Bit weird. We apologize straight away or just see if they don't notice. Yeah, apologize immediately, apologize. So, uh, yeah, me and Flav have got lots of commitments, haven't we? So, um, not able to, to get together together, but we're together spiritually, emotionally. Um, yeah. What else, Flav? Uh, well, I, and uh, no, that's both of those things. We're on, we're on Skype. Yeah. We're on Skype. And so you, you were, it's been a bit of a faff this morning to get this done, but we didn't want to leave you hanging for a week. So we thought we'd better do something. And Sorry. you're getting a, a view into the inner sanctum of my life life. yeah 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 so so apologies for the 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 rack if you're not sure jim might have cut it out but there's there's a washing rack there this is my kitchen and people have been wanting to see your pants for ages mate so my pants is it are your pants on the rack i can see your face but i'm seeing a different angle of your face no there are it's just it's a it's when i say rack it's for washing up so Yeah. great stuff so more of that to come um but we have got a good podcast here. i've got it all in front of me which is good and uh we'll be talking about all sorts and this skype format is actually a format that is available weekly like normally we're going to be sat together don't worry this is hopefully well this will be just a one-off or like once every two months off hopefully. yeah it was either do this or you didn't get or anything so exactly and the audio is hopefully good we've got our road mics and everything like that so it should be good um so yeah welcome back to the pod change the flag for now um, yeah, this is a Skype, as you know, and uh, that's a weekly thing that you can get on the Patreon, um, which some people have enjoyed so far, so that's good. Um, going well, isn't it? It's going all right, mate. It's going all right. It's starting to get there. Got a nice little community there, which is good, and I think people are enjoying it. And actually, the, the, the Skype one, we, we well, just to give people the very, very short version of your Peckham thing, because we took, spoke about that in the pod last week, but we didn't get oh, to yeah. reveal it. Full stories on the Patreon, but the short abridged story is coming up right now. Flav, go. Uh, all right. Um, uh, yeah, so this uh, the woman needed defending against a, 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 a quite horrible man who, you know, he walked up to her. I was at Peckham Rye Station. There's about six or seven people at the station. And uh, he walked up to this woman who was on her own, quite a pretty woman. And 
uh, he um, he went to touch her and invade her personal space. And you slapped him up, didn't you? No, but I would have done, obviously. But but what actually happened was that he 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 motioned to move a hair from her forehead to behind her ear. You know, it's something you do with someone you love, not someone you just met on or not even met, just walked up to on a on a train station in London in Peckham, no less. So, um, so it was really, really creepy. And instinctively, I just took a few steps forward because it was just her, this bloke, me, and I don't know, someone else must have been. Yeah, so he's been very humble. He went, step away, step away from that lady, woman. Yeah, yeah get away she, from her. She doesn't want you touching her she face. She wants me? I want to touch her face. So I'm yeah. going to, nah, it was, it was just, I took a couple of steps forward and tried to, um, intervene somewhat i did it without thinking really and then he sort of turned on me and was like wanted to fight me so i um i just he, he get, kept getting closer and closer and just put my hand on, on his chest because i've seen enough uh street violence yeah. in my time of yeah. going out in hackney and every saturday night to uh to know that if you let someone get too close they can hurt you so um yeah i did that and then managed to talk him round. and by the end he was telling me his name shaking my hand so he's a, a weird guy um, but yeah, it was an odd experience after doing the podcast with you to try and get the train back home out of London. It's part of the reason why I do live where I live now. You can't see that window there, but beyond that window behind me is uh, loads and loads of fields. And I live very, very rural right now. Anyway, it's because of that shit that I can't stand London anymore. But yeah, that's what happened yeah, in a bridge version. Great. Uh, so on the podcast this week, we've got what we're going to do is we're going to go through every single Premier League manager and uh, rate them out of ten or whatever kind of ratings Flav would like to offer up. Uh, you That's can fine. decide uh, on that. Fine. That could work. Um, and then apart from that, because it's international break, really football wise, um, we can't really do crisisy rankings. Or something's happening here because that, that continues on from last time. So what we have got... Though, England are in crisis, aren't they? Well, this well this will go out after the game tonight. So we, who knows? We might have just qualified. So that's why I was sort of wary of putting them in the crisis rankings. We're in the crisis. losing one game. Possibly. Reality check. Possibly, yeah. Reality. Did you see the back pages and the, the Sun, the Mail? The all reality Come. check. Every single one of them, apart from the Guardian, who didn't spell check as in check, has actually spelled it as in... C H E C K. Right. So that headline writer is going to get the sack. Yeah, miss yeah, clear missed opportunity there. Um, <laughs> but the good thing is we've got loads of comments from last week's pod, so that's good. So we can talk about uh, album of the decade. Load of people putting people forward. Be interesting to see if you know any of these now. Um, All right. And what else we got? We've got stuff like uh, someone's talking about supporting two teams, which we touched on last week. I've got a new bit for the pod. Have you? Uh, yeah, and I've got loads of um, inside the minds as well. That's things you say and. Another uh, belter of a BDA. That's what, Flav? Big dick advice. Yeah. Watch, and, uh, my, watch my stepdaughter just walking into the frame. <laughs> there she goes. <laughs> Unwell today. Felt sick this uh, morning, so I got the day off school. Yeah, and uh, what are you doing, Chloe? <laughs> See, this is what happens. No, that's why I didn't want to call the <laughs> MD at that. Uh, yeah. And also, sharp, uh, fact three of sharp facts. Which is uh, exciting. Oh, I, I, I had something. I had something. There's oh, a video. Oh, news. Well, not news, but there's a video going around of a man being um, attacked by a great white shark while he was spearfishing. It's good shit. Nice. <laughs> Sweet. Um, <laughs> uh, let's kick off with, because uh, I've got it in the running order, handshakes. We're talking about handshakes at the back end of last, uh, last oh, pod. Yeah. 
and and the etiquette and how to go about it. Or should we do? Should we should be doing football first, shouldn't we? Let's do football first. If you want, wait a Let's do football first. They're here for us, not the football. But well, yeah. I mean, someone would like a bit more football. So, and this will be a nice, juicy bit of football now before we get into everything else. So let's do that. Let's do it. Right. So I saw this on a um, on a publication, and it was basically going through every single Premier League manager and uh, and rating them and their jobs so far. Because uh, when we get back, that's all people are going to be talking about is who's going to go, when they're going to go, and the the axe will be uh, wielded. Yeah, that's a phrase. And, and people will definitely, definitely lose their jobs. Um, do you know the uh, the Stoke manager, he, uh, Jones? Still yeah, there? He's still there. He still he won the other day, though, right? Well, yeah, they won away from home at Swansea. So it's he's so m- maybe it's Swansea work where they top Swansea. Yeah, yeah. So so you know the tide is swing, and then sometimes don't will, sometimes don't don't wield wield the yeah, tide is out. Sometimes in, but don't wield the axe unnecessarily sometimes give them a little bit of time exactly. don't be so gung-ho all the time this is a problem with football fans now is they want everything immediately and if they don't have it immediately they're going to kick and scream about getting the manager out and I say, I for one say back Potch and, <laughs> right, and okay. Jones and yeah right how did you make that back Potch uh, right so let's go through every single manager uh, on this article they've given them a rating out of 10 which we can do but or you could create a, a rating system of of your own um, division, if, if you would like to do so, Flav. I was thinking things like the other option I was thinking was how many games they've got left. <laughs> oh, I don't know. that's or, good. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever you want. That's good. Um, do, do you know, just for the interest of clarity, I think we should stick with 10 out of 10, but with the three, the three big at-risk managers, we can go, how many go games to left. games. How many games have got left? Okay, right. cool. Uh, right, let's kick um, alphabetical order. Unai Emery. Uh, I'll read the first sentence of each one and see if we agree. Slowly but surely, block by block, Unai Emery is building something at Arsenal. There's something happening here. That was an ad-lib. Uh, I mean, the Spaniard has established a new identity of playing and the squad seems to be on board. Would you agree? But, but, hang on a minute. They were in crisis against Watford a couple of weeks ago. Well, the third in the league. Yeah. 15 that, that, points. The league does speak for itself, to be fair. It really does. It really yeah. does. Um, Is I he building know. something there? Would you, would you admit to that? Uh, building something. What does that mean? What do you mean? What does that mean? I think... I mean, he's... he's doing something that, do you know what he's doing? He is blooding... He's using the Europa League correctly. He's got a squad that is... Well, a couple of experienced players, but otherwise is quite young, which I think is good. The balance of the team in that sense is good. The midfield for me is still nowhere near good enough. And a big reason why the defence often, I think, looks so bad. I know, obviously, you jump into conclusions when you watch one game live. But going to the Bournemouth game, I was like, I can see why David Luiz, although he can't defend one-on-one, why he gets exposed. It's just like Otamendi. Like, when mm. you play... When you're a team that sort of dominates and, and looks to get forward and you leave like the heart of your team kind of exposed, you better be really good. And yeah. and they're they're fine, but the the thing I said last week about the Premier League being so good, I think that so then when you play teams that have got like Jimenez and Traore up front in that Man City game in particular, if the defenders get exposed, it doesn't matter what team you are, you're gonna concede goals because they're the, the quality of the league, I think, is really, really high this year. So that Bournemouth in that game could have easily got a draw, could have easily won that game. And it was the sort of heart of the Arsenal defence that was, was struggling a little bit. What will be interesting is 
if by the end of the end of this season, if people like Joe Willock and Sabias, I know you're saying like obviously they can't buy him, so it's a bit weird sort of developing him, but if he's of use, like how far they've come along by the end of the season. Because I, I like the I like what he's doing in terms of bringing all those players through. So I kind of agree. Yeah, I think they they're probably getting more credit just to the fact that the rest of the teams that are in kind of competing for a similar place in Arsenal in that Man United, Chelsea, Tottenham are all absolutely well actually Chelsea are doing all right, but the other two are having an absolute horror show at the moment. Um and it just goes to show how close margins how close yeah, the margins at this stage are. of season. Yeah. At, this, at this stage of the season, but just that you know, you make you lose, you get a couple of draws that you shouldn't have got or win win a couple of games you shouldn't you shouldn't have won and were lucky to. And suddenly you're talked about as, as, as uh, you know, pushing on. The fact is, Arsenal probably haven't progressed much since, you know, Emery got there. And they similarly haven't progressed much compared to Wenger's last 88 games at the club. Um, I think you knew what you're going to get with him. He's always, these teams always finish in the top three apart from uh, PSG. And if Arsenal do finish third this year, then they've had a cracking season, haven't they? It's a progression yeah. in the Champions League. So you can't deny that. It's just that I think what happens is you kind of it's easy to focus on the defensive frailties um and, and kind of throw them under the bus because of that. But their front line's good enough to to get them into that top four, even if they do have a few brain farts at the back. Yeah. Um I think though that if Spurs manage to turn it round and Chelsea continue to kick on then it might still be difficult for Arsenal to finish in there it's all dependent and it's unfortunate for me but it's all dependent on whether or not Pochettino can get us round and start mm-hmm. playing again if they yeah. can then it's going to be it's going to be a free horse race for that that those two spots and okay. la- last time that's happened it's finished in Spurs' favour isn't it uh, so rating got, out of 10 8 out of 10 I'd say 6.5 right I'm going to go with 7.5 out of 10 um, I, what I thought might happen here, and in the, with the idea of uh, being fair, but also um, not boring you too much because you might walk away and then I'll do the podcast on my own. Um, there might be somewhere you might just shrug your shoulders, um, a bit like last year when you used to get annoyed at the mid-table teams. Yeah, there's some I don't. Just do I have, there's no value for me talking about them. I can just make some bullshit up, or we can just crack on. Okay. So when it is that, just put put your hand up, <laughs> let us know, and uh, I'll do that one. Okay. okay. Um, so next one is Aston Villa you do that one okay so <laughs> McGinn he's good McGinn is good I really like their midfield I think I like uh, Tyrone Mings you do you that's great um, Tyrone Mings is uh, yeah they love him down there considering the amount of changes they made I think they've done pretty well and there are players there that you can imagine going on to have a very good season Jack Grealish is one of my favourite players in the Premier League uh, Dean Smith is a good calm manager um, I think they'll be absolutely fine. They're currently 15th with eight points. Uh, I would give them a six and a half out of ten. Six and a half out of ten, Jim. Sorry, two seconds. I've dropped my camera. <laughs> Sorry, just dropped my phone. I've, uh, one day you'll see how unprofessional this setup it is, but we thought we'd have to do something this week rather than not do anything. So forgive me for what just fucking happened then, even if Jim cuts any of this in or out uh, where were we uh, any, anyhow uh, to Tottenham I, no I just don't think he's he probably doesn't have the, the he does not have the um, the experience in dealing with players and I'd imagine that he, perhaps he might struggle to motivate some of the 
bigger stars at Tottenham or in, in the upper echelons of the Premier League. And as I found out so severely this season, motivation is so crucial. So we're giving them out 10. They're 10th uh, in the league after eight games. Solid start. Same points as you. have lost to Leicester. Eight out of 10. Arsenal. Eight? He's gone eight. Eight. <laughs> okay. I'll give him uh, six and a half. That's where I expect him to be. I think he could definitely uh, manage uh, Spurs or the big two. I think he needs to he needs to get on with that now. It's too meek, it. though. It's too meek. It's too mess- he's messing about, and he? he needs to mess about. It's getting a bit... That's the problem. There's a moment to jump, isn't there? And you get into that point where you start to wind this all up a bit now. Like, yeah. It's, you've, you've, got, you've taken Bournemouth as far as you can. Like, I think he's waiting for like one belter of a season and then he goes. But mm. uh, Graham Potter, the big pot, the pot monster. Pot luck. Pot I mean, I can talk about him because I've just seen you know, his Brighton side absolutely dismantle Tottenham. And uh, they look decent. So, you know, it, the problem with Graham Potter, right, is he just doesn't look the part. Knew that was he looks like a gardener. Like and a potter. Specialising yeah. in pots. Yeah, exactly. But mm. but a pot, I've got it because his name in it. But the um Yeah, he just like it doesn't look the part. In the same way, yeah, like I put him with Steve Keane. Remember him? He didn't look the part. Oh really? That's harsh. Yeah. Oh, it is harsh. It is harsh. I, and I shouldn't look, I shouldn't so view, him, view him in that way, mate. I shouldn't view him in that way, but that's the way I view football. You've got Do you know what I see? Looking. What I see, I see Brighton and maybe this is just because they're next to each other. I can easily see him doing well at Brighton or doing okay at Brighton. Eddie Howe moves on to Spurs because Pochettino's gone to Man United and uh, Potter becomes Bournemouth manager. You heard it well, here first. On what a completely boring experience that would be. That means sometimes boring and sensible is the right call. Graham Potter and Bournemouth is almost as boring as Graham Potter and Brighton. Probably the same level of boredom. Probably more boring, if anything. But I mean, there's a lot of boredom there. That's the key. Okay. And as we know, football is an entertainment sport. Brighton are currently in 14th with nine points. 6.5 out of 10 for me. Exactly where I expected them to be. Fair enough. I agree with you. Great. Sean Dyche, Burnley. Doing bits is this young man, this young whippersnapper of a manager. Every season, isn't it? Every season's the same. They become consistently decent at getting points. It's not yeah. the football you want to see, but it it just does the job. I, He's the number I, one. I love, Sorry, I love Daishi. He's been there forever. And he also is, well, maybe you were about to say this, a bit like how, like, you know, come on. There's an Everton job there. There is an Everton job. <laughs> Silver's not going to last the season, and he's like, they might just go, they might go right. I'm sick of. I just want someone who's going to definitely get some form of results, and that's but what Sean Dyche will do for. for he absolutely would, but the the challenge for Dyche would be: would he be able to play different football? And I don't well, think he can. I so because I've had people on the pod have been commenting about uh, why aren't you talking about Everton? Well, because. There's not much going on there. But Silver might go because again and again, Everton fans and the club and the amount of money that's being spent and the squad that they've got, they expect more. And for whatever reason, manager after manager, they can't reach the levels that they want. And I, I'd love to know, if you're an Everton fan, would you take Sean Dyche over Silver as your manager? I'd be fascinated to know. It's I reckon like- a lot of people would. I don't think they should. I think they they need to, they meet, the, the the appointment of Silver was the correct one at the time. You know he had a good track record at Hull, 
he did snake some snake Watford a bit, but they started incredibly under him until that until Everton come and poached him essentially. Um, so kind of reap what you sow a little bit, but they the, they're thinking in the right way, and sometimes these gambles pay off, and sometimes they don't. You know, and you know, going for Sean Dyche doesn't guarantee Everton anything other than seventh, sixth. And playing, I'd like and playing to see hor- horrible football. He's not going to go to Everton and start getting them passing like Barcelona's. I mean, Guardiola's Barcelona, is he? But he's, he's never had those tools to work with, really. Yeah, but just because you, you know, if you're if you're you're working on a building site and you're used to using a spanner and a and a and a fucking hammer, and then someone turns up with a fork, what well, you know, you're going to go all right. I can now. Build that. This is a terrible analogy. <laughs> this Flav's had a day. Flav's had a tough day. It's uh, it's okay, mate. Uh, Burnley, I think I'll give them nine. Nine out of ten. I think they've done fantastically. Well done to you, Sean Dye. Good. Um, I'm always wary of the um, Burnley fans, so I just want to be careful there. Um, so, yeah, all, I've got nine all, out of ten. Oh, how many of them, Drayton? Is about 15? How many did we get from Vize? How many, yeah, how many subs came over from What? When? In the him, last year or two, yeah. He's, oh, he's smashed oh, yeah. it. He smashes it. He smashes it. What, what's he on? Vizet. Vizet. I don't know. He's on big he's... subs, though. well over 150, I reckon. Lovely man. Lovely, okay. lovely man. Very funny. Cool. Frank Lampard. The old wow. Frank the Tank uh, taking Chelsea to new heights or similar heights, but in a much younger setup. Um, he's done all right, hasn't he? He has done all right. But. Yeah. I, so where are Chelsea? Chelsea are fifth. So they've got three points more than, than Spurs who are in disarray. It's incredible, isn't it? Well, it's incredible. It, it's, it's the way football goes, but I think you're looking at Spurs at the moment and we're only going one way and uh, Chelsea aren't. You know, they're probably maintaining quite well. So the one um, thing I would say about Chelsea is that the games they've got coming up are really, really good. They've got a really nice run of games pretty much up to December now. So uh, they're going to do... Would, they should I do would, well. It kind of feels like the kind of conversations people are having about Spurs when we were having all these young players, uh, the same conversations are now about Lampard and Mason Mount and um, Tammy Abrahams and, and the other one I can never remember. Is it Tomori or something? Yeah, yeah. Um, they're, because they're, they're excited and they give them more leeway and they're allowed to make mistakes, which is the right way to be. You know, they're young players. They should be allowed to make mistakes. They should be allowed to express themselves. And you're seeing that in Mason Mount especially, but obviously... Abraham's uh, is delivering and putting the ball in the net and his movement's great but Mason Mount is pulling the strings and it's really yeah. impressive to see to be honest and could he make your questions were about him whether or not he'd be able to make that step up from Derby uh, Lampard knew him so obviously because he played him so much last year in the championship and he knew probably fully convinced that he could do it at the Premier League and now they're talking about England call-ups so you know you can't you've got to take your hats off to uh to, to Lampard and, and, and Chelsea because they are hamstrung by the lack of transfer activity that they were allowed, able to do. I mean, none. They weren't allowed to bring any players in. So, um, they've, it's kind of a case of needs must and perhaps the quality was already there and some of these players would have got overlooked if this transfer ban hadn't come in. That said, it's we're very early days yet. Yeah, Very, true. very early days. It'd be interesting to, yeah, if they can capitalise on this good run of games, that's a big thing. Also, I think it highlights that... Well, maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. But it highlights that the jump from the championship to to the Premier League, if you've got some good players around you, it's not 
if you can you can pick up those young players and put them in the Premier League, it's not as big a jump as they as they think, especially yeah. if you've got decent players around them. Uh, what are you giving him out of ten? Um, I'd give him seven. Seven point five. Uh, Roy Hodgson. That's Roy Hodgson. Crystal Palace. Uh, they've done really well. Their XG is terrible in every game that they play. Yet they keep getting points. Twelve points. No, fourteen points. Sick in the Premier mm. League right now. I don't know how they're doing that, but they are. Well, the reason they're doing that is because they don't concede at home, basically. And yeah, and they've got a couple of uh, very big wins, haven't they? Palace. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, won the last one against West Ham. Obviously, VAR went in their favour. Man United as Man well. United, yeah. and they've only spent six million in the summer. Yeah, well, right, that, that's yeah, and and you know they they managed to keep on to Zaha, which is almost like a bigger coup, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's bizarre because I know we'll keep bringing this back to Tottenham, but when we played them, we just rolled them over. So it's just a weird, <laughs> weird season at the moment because they're doing well, picking up points and being determined and and keeping the ball out. Of, the, of their own net but we're having a terrible season and we've rolled them over so fuck knows what's going on I, I don't understand football typical, I don't really like football anymore <laughs> typical Roy Hodgson well then well, let, let's race through these other. so typical last thing of Roy Hodgson typical Roy Hodgson that they uh, they will just I think they'll have a little dip and they'll keep balancing out and again they'll finish like 11th and people will be shocked that it'll happen next two games are Man City and Arsenal so um, we could see him start to drop a little bit now um, but yeah I'll give them Give him eight and a half out of ten, actually. I think he's done well. Oh boy. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, Marco Silva. Dum, dum, dum. I mean, it's... He's got to go. I mean, definitely on... How many games? This is one out of two, this one, how many two, games you got left? Two games. Two defeats. Two games. If he, if he look two defeats, he'll be gone. Um, yeah. And yeah, you can't really deny it. You can't... It's not. He's, he's had enough time to get them playing much better than they are now. They've spent money. It's not like they haven't been back. They have. He's. Uh, there's nothing. Sometimes there's nothing you can do. Yeah. I know that is in direct contradiction to what I said about the uh, <laughs> the Stoke manager. Um, but whereas with Stoke, it's it's a case of um, you know they're they're coming from a very difficult situation. Whereas he's had an, and he's new to it as well, and they were already kind of broken last year. So he's going in. He's got a lot to fix. Whereas Marco Silva, you'd look in and you think, well, you've had time to mould your own own side here, and they've they've, they've given you the money. So you're whatever's happening, you're not the man that's there that, that that's able to get Everton playing despite the money. So yeah. I think Idrissa Gay is a big loss for them and they just lack a little bit of pace in midfield, I think. But especially yeah, a bit yeah. of energy with, without him. Um, but the bottom line is he what... has had long enough, you're right. Like Because mm. there was that, there was the patience shown last year and I think he was struggling, but, well, from sort of around December and then in January they kicked on and did, did well. And you, everyone thought they were going to do something this year and it's just it's yeah. not happened at all. And their, their fixes haven't been too bad either, to be honest. But I think he's, yeah, he's four out of ten at best. Maybe less. Bob. The squad's there. Yeah. The squad's there. Uh, right, let's let's yeah. quick fire it a bit. Bre- Brendan Rogers, Leicester, marks out of ten. Flying, didn't they? Flying. Yeah, I'd say yeah, uh, I'd say eight, eight out of ten. Yeah, but ten we always knew it. Great manager, great squad, young, hungry squad, always going to fit. Uh, yeah, I agree. I'm happy with eight out of ten. Jurgen Klopp, Liverpool. Uh, ten out of ten. I don't know what else you can say. There's obviously they lost to Napoli in the Champions League, but in terms of Premier League, they've won every game. Yeah, agreed. Um, yeah. And even games that they shouldn't necessarily have won, they've they've got to find a way of getting it done. So, yeah, ten out of ten. 
it's funny you could you would have seen it being right Liverpool going to be well, well actually I'm a, I'm a massive liar I was like I was thinking they were going to struggle I thought psychologically it would like it would stung a bit not winning it last time and to go, go again would be a bit exhausting but they've, um, they've totally proved me wrong with that so yeah they've done well uh, Pep Guardiola Man City got going eh? how many, how many games, games? how many, how many games? games back to back defeats that's a great question uh, uh, six he lost six on the bounce. Yeah. So Having lost seven. already lost he's already lost two games this year, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's eight defeats before Christmas. Yeah, he's, he would go. I don't think that No, I don't think he would. would. No, he wouldn't. Man, he's got so much credit in the bank. I think it would be that would be insane though. I think yeah, it but, would... but it's not about credit in the bank. Is the players that he's got, they can't lose six games in the Premier League on the bounce. <laughs> I reckon. Oh, no, I think he's got like it. twelve games. He lose twelve, 12 games on the bounce. Yeah, Jim, yeah. Twelve. Yeah. I think he could. So on the the tenth, he wouldn't get sacked. No, he'd be fine. He'd be like, yeah. uh, he's like, I can, I can sort this out. I reckon he could. He'd be, he'd be fine. But maybe even more. I reckon. Yeah, twelve's about right. Definitely could have twelve games. We we Spurs had a horrendous domestic season last year, pretty much, and we lost thirteen in the entire year. But if he lost 12 on the bounce, that would be 14, Jim. And you won't find a better manager. And it, it depends on how he does after that 12 defeat. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like what he's going to say. I mean, I don't know, mate. Uh, uh, yeah, all right. I, I would say six, he'd be gone. <laughs> okay. Uh, marks out of 10 for him? Um, six. Yeah. Not that he's not a six out of 10 manager, but obviously given where what's happened so far this season, you'd expect more. Agreed. Uh, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer at Man United. How many Fuck games? Man. How many games you got? Two, maybe even one. Like no. if you get, they, they've got Liverpool, haven't they? If, if they get pumped six 0 or something like that, which is could easily happen, um, then you've desperately, you desperately have to look at his position. <laughs> he's got the lowest win percentage of any he's got four. Any United manager. As he well, last year was. Pre- Last year was pretty decent, but yeah, this year, this season, it's I'm pretty sure it's, it's like one point one. Yeah, but he, he, it is terrible. It's I not... said this last. I said this last week. I don't know if he's a good manager or not. I don't think he's got. He hasn't got the. He hasn't got the players to do what he wants. But I think he'd get four games. He'd be given, and then that'd be it. And that's enough. Which could easily yeah. happen, couldn't it? If if you're Ancelotti, that's uh, not Ancelotti. Sorry, uh, Allegri. Mm. Who are you going to compared? If you go to Tottenham, Man United, or or uh, Everton, you have to choose one of those football clubs. What, who, who do you think is the most desirable to some one of these managers? Because one, he's going to go to one of, maybe not Everton, but if Spurs and, and Spurs and Solskjaer, Spurs, Spurs and uh, United got rid of their managers respectively, Allegri would join one of the two. Who would he go to, Jim? Is, it, is the historical draw of Man United better than the current position of Tottenham Hotspur? Who's got more money, Everton or Spurs? It doesn't I don't know I I, uh, I think they're both wealthy football clubs I think they they could spend if they want well, why, think, why, what are you about Man United you think you choose Man United naturally over Spurs I'm actually thinking about Everton I think if you get Everton right they could be a ginormous club like they could be huge Brendan Rodgers would have done a good job at, uh, at Goodison yeah you know, I think you need I don't know, they probably had that with Ronald Koeman like 
you need that guy who's got the confidence to make the rest of them believe. And I don't, yeah. like Marco Silva, I think they were kind of going, oh, I sort of believe, I sort of believe that you've got something. Brendan Rodgers is kind of, he has done enough in his career for you to go, oh, there's no doubt he's a good coach. You've just got to try and kind of believe in what he's, he's doing and it's working, isn't it? Um, yeah. Allegri, Allegri's got that, but has he got the same sort of loving energy? I don't know. I think he might actually be better. Would you take the, which, which oh, it's tough. That is a tough. I'd probably go to, I'd probably go to Spurs because actually the, because oh, <laughs> the problem with Man United, it's not, it, as much as it's the squad's not good enough, it's, you know, it's the director of football. It's the whole setup. It's just, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. mess up after mess up. So it's like, both. It I just think there's probably more security at Tottenham in terms of the foundations are there. Yeah, I don't but know. then uh, but but it's mad how think. far United have dropped and how much Spurs have risen, where they could even be talking about in the same sentence, really. Yeah, and I wonder if the, the way that uh, vendors work, where they get people, get free agents, and and use them correctly, so kind of being sort of smart with their money. I wonder if yeah. you might get that. You might be able to have sort of lower expectations. You'd be a bit of a god. You'd also be able to bring in good players if you were at Everton. So Everton's not the worst shot because they have no. got a lot of money. Um, marks out ten for uh, to... Ollie. Um, marks out ten. So that's two. I think he's got a game or two left to save his job. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'll go three out of ten. Yeah, he's not doing very well, is he? Uh, Steve Bruce, just give me a rating. Um, seven. Couple of good results. So it's a defeat or do. Uh, a victory or do. Uh, I'm going to give him six. He hasn't got much to work with. Uh, Daniel. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Farker. He's got what he deserves. It's Dave Bruce. About not much to work. What do you want him to give him a Barcelona squad? He deserves an average squad. Yeah, and then you're supposed to get results from that squad, which is difficult. That's my point. Yeah, fair, um, fair enough. Farker. Um, six. He's five and a half. Ralph Hassenhudel. Six. 
Yeah, I do. I do. I do. Yeah. Uh, Chris Wilder, Sheffield United. Um, six. Seven. He's got them believing. I like. Uh, Pochettino, yeah. Spurs. Three. Three. How many games he got? I think f- five defeats in a row means he's got to go. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, I, you know, we have. I'd be a very different chairman to you. I'd give him. I'd give him eight. Give him eight eight defeats on the bounce. Yeah. All right, but I'm uh, glad you're not. So to actually sacking. Uh, I'll give him four and a half out of ten. Uh, Kike Sanchez Flores has only been in there two minutes. So I'm not even going to do that. Pellegrini West Ham. Doing doing well. Doing well. Unlucky to not lose. Uh... So to lose against Palace, um, I, I think they're a good shout for top six. I think uh, something's happening some... there. I like West Ham a lot. Hell yes, a lot. I'd say eight out of ten. Okay. Uh, yes, seven and a half, eight, and I'm going to give eight as well. Uh, Wolves, Nuno Espirito de Santo, not De Santo, just Santo. Wolves. I, yeah, I, I think it's. Uh, it didn't start the season great as Europa League, which causes ma- massive issues. But I think they're starting to turn it around now. And I think if he if he if he's there at the end of the season, it'd be a miracle because there will be some big clubs in there coming in for him, including Spurs potentially. So I would say so far six, but it will rise. Okay. Uh, give us your marks out of ten in the comments below. Um, I'll be interested to see what people have got there. And how many games would you give those managers in danger? How many do they have to lose back to back to back? <laughs> um, <laughs> let's know. All right, let's talk about other stuff. Handshakes. We were talking about handshakes last week. I feel like actually we should save that for when we're together so we can shake hands together. Okay, cool. Cool. Um, one good comment um, I thought was this one. B. Jonesy. Mourinho turned down the Leon job as he still wants to work in England. Only two big clubs who are close to sacking or mutually agreeing termination are Tottenham and Manchester United and he wouldn't go back to United. As a Spurs fan, I don't want Poch to go. If I had to have anyone to replace Poch, it would be Jose. Winning mentality. However, uh, Levy would have to change his approach in the transfer window, which, let's be real, probably won't happen. Jose Mourinho, it's going to happen. It could happen. Uh, um, he, he, I mean, I, I think Levy will change his approach and, and has changed his approach now. Um, he talked about investing in teams, so I think that would happen. I can understand the draw of Mourinho because Spurs are just desperate to win something. Spurs fans are desperate for it. Mm. However, in my opinion, if I had to choose between Nuno and Mourinho, I'd choose Nuno all the way. Um, you know, he's a short-term manager. Mourinho would be there what at most three years, season, eighteen then, months, two years maybe mm. before everything goes to shit and he starts turning on everyone. <laughs> You've seen it happen at every club he's been to, pretty much. So. Um, in that time, would I exchange that fallout for a League Cup? Probably. So yeah, uh, I, I mean, I wouldn't be, a, I wouldn't be, a, I wouldn't be that against it. But it just seemed like such a shame, yeah. such a departure from what we've had. And what That's we, and I don't even know what I'm talking about because what have we had? We've had nothing. We, we've you've had, had the higher nothing. ground, haven't you? That's what you've had. But the moral high ground. Yeah. Can't take that in and put it in a transfer. Cabinet. I mean, a, a, a trophy cabinet, Jim. Yeah, you can't put it in a trophy cabinet and then never look at that trophy cabinet again. Um, right, album of the decade. Lots of lots of responses from this. Um, this has been quite good for me because I've, there's been albums I haven't listened to for a while or haven't listened to full stop, and therefore it's quite good for me. Um, it's well, you're listening a... to more music because of this. Yeah, I have been. Yeah, yeah. Fair play, fair play. It's good, actually. Um, although, I think the problem with this is you, everyone has their own style, 
or any uh, taste as well. So no one's right, no one's wrong. These are just options uh, for album of the yeah. decade. But uh, let's get your thoughts on it. Uh, Rasangan album of the century is definitely my beautiful dark twisted fantasy in Kanye West. A few people saying that actually. Um, not not my cup of tea. Sorry. Yeah, I thought that might be the case. There's a few. Um, are you a Kanye fan? Um, I I like him. I like that he's just. He's trolling everybody all the time, and I love it. Mm. You know, he's holding a mirror up to the bollocks. I think. I think everything he does is intentional, and uh, and every, everything he does is a part of a wider message. And 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 for that, I love it. Uh, but yeah, his music can get in the bin. I think it's average to fuck. Really, I love his music. And actually, there's like um, I've got the name of it now. Pablo, I think. What, yeah, it's like that. That, that is actually. I've seen. I've watched videos of people saying that that's not a great album. I love that album. I list that album so much. So yeah, it's subjective. It's up to you. Yeah, yeah, if certainly. you get something of it, then then so be it. Uh, Mr. Mr. Pickles Fingers, Bone Ivor, Twenty Two A Million. Maybe when Justin Vernon was going through his dark anxiety and depression, the album shows his hurt. Um, it just goes to show that even when you're going through that, it's possible to create beautiful things. Often, often misery and depression is a, a beautiful foundation to create amazing music. Exactly, oh, that's why I think the podcast about. has been really good recently. Uh, <laughs> Adam does stuff. Kendrick Lamar's "To Pimp a Butterfly" is a fantastic album, start to finish. My choice for album of the decade. Few people said that. Um, I so I I might I, I could not get on with that album at all, and I like Kendrick Lamar a lot, uh, but that was one of the, that was just an outlier of. I agree. Uh, I totally agree with you on that. I could I listen, not get on with it at all. Yeah, because I, I've struggled. I, I get why Kendrick Lamar's brilliant, but I think, and it's, I don't know, it's just taste, isn't it? But I I struggle with this stuff as well. I'd rather listen to J. Cole than listen to uh, Kendrick Lamar. No, I, I, I really like him. Damn, one of my favourite albums, but uh, mm-hmm. I just couldn't get on with that one. Okay. Uh, Temple of Satan. I don't know that one. <laughs> Excuse me. Have you heard of that? No, don't know what it is. Oh. Ethan Catamole, uh, this is this might be up there. I get it, and I'm not even into that kind of music too much. But they're the only band I listen to that's in that kind of genre. Uh, best album: Tranquility, Base Hotel, and Casino. Arctic Monkeys. I do love Arctic best Monkeys. album. Best album of the decade. That's exclaiming. word, mate. You're yeah, saying that because it's like it's not that popular. You're being contrary. It's not. It's... Who me? Whoever said Who that. Whoever suggested it. There was a couple of people who said that. Yeah, but they're the ones. They're the ones that said that they 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 prefer. They think that's a better album than fucking their first couple. Yeah, and it ain't. It's, it, at best, it's like it's lounge music. Something you can put on the background. It's nice. I quite like it too. But to call it the best album, the last mm. ten years, I not think even their best album in the last ten years. Yeah, I agree. I think AM is better. Love AM. Uh, right, a couple more, and we move on again. Uh, oh, this is the last one actually. Lou Marshall, best album of the decade. Has to be either David Bowie's Black Star or Blur's Magic Whip. Yeah, I don't know. It's tough. It's tough to comment on because I haven't heard these albums. It is. It is. I agree. It is tough. It is tough. tough. Uh, Um, There's. I would say. uh, When did When did In Rainbows by Radiohead come out? That's a good shout. That is a good shout. I don't. I mean, that's that's before. If I'm honest, let me check. I reckon that's 2008. 2007. Um, Is it? You just look. Yeah, that can't go in, can it? I cannot. No, definitely not. So I, I said to my, I asked my missus, "What do, you, uh, what do you think?" And she went, "So is that from like 2010?" Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, ten years. She's so smart, so beautiful. Just 
terrible <laughs> maths. Um, right, supporting two teams. We spoke about it last week. My mate supports Brentford and Arsenal, both yeah. uh, in, in a big way. But generally, as a general rule, I'm not I'm not down with that. Um, a couple of people making comments. Um, one was seven, Tatty seven. On the subject of supporting two teams, at what age can you declare you are a fan of a team? Or was that a soft spot for Kilmarnock and have attended a fair few matches over the years with my best mate who's a diehard? Never had another team... Hang on. Never had another team, but usually couldn't go to games due to playing football myself or working. I'm 29. Is that too old to come out as a Killy fan? Yeah, it's clear that you are a Killy fan, I think. Kilmarnock oh. fan. Yeah, um, I think you just don't need to. You don't need to make a statement of it anymore. You know, you, you, you've done enough. If someone's asked you to support, you don't go, well, I've never decided, but I think I'm a bit of a Kilmarnock fan. You just, yes, I'm, I'm a Kilmarnock fan. Yeah. If you truly want to profess it, then it, it, it's about the amount of time and effort you put in as well. Because also you can be a big, like I'm a big QPR fan, but I don't read, and I go to all the games, well, I go to home games, but I don't read up on QPR every day. Does that make no, you less of a fan? That's not true, is it? It's, that isn't true. It is true. I sat next to you at work. You were always reading up about QPR. On it. You um, would, what? <laughs> no, well, that's not true. I that, that, it, that is true. He's like, oh, God, I've got these. Uh, and always giving it to uh, Adam, who's a Brentford fan. That's, that strikes me as someone who's pretty much consumed by his football club, Jim. Maybe, yeah. Or maybe I'm doing it without him thinking. But yeah, actually, do, do your reading. If you do your reading every day, then yeah, that means you're a fan. Uh, right. Uh, here's my new bit. No, I think this could be great. I think we can get a lot of joy out of this. So okay. it's called, called Home Wins. Okay. So, <laughs> so this weekend, um, I'm not known for my DIY skills. And... Uh, and we had a leak in the boiler. Oh, and it was going everywhere. And uh, I called her up. I was like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do here. I should probably call the plumber. Uh, called a plumber and said, it was going to be, for them to come out, it was going to be 110 quid. Like, no, thank you very much. But I looked into it, maybe called my brother-in-law, and he said, basically, go get a spanner and tighten it yourself. I did that, and I've got to tell you, I was strutting around. I basically spoke in a Cockney accent for the rest of the afternoon. Yeah, and you it was just, just pulled your wing, willy out. <laughs> yeah, I went. I did. I literally. I was there with this. Oh, can I show you my spanner? Actually, hang on. Are you actually going to get a spanner to show me a spanner? I, I'm acutely aware what a spanner looks like, Jim. Yes, he's gone. He's literally gone to pick up a spanner out of a toolbox. Yeah, it's out. Look at that, boy. It's a beautiful. I went to B&Q and bought a spanner. How much was that? 15 quid. Very, very reasonable. So that's a big saving of money. I've gone in. I've had, I've taken a look at it. It's dripping everywhere. And I've gone, all right, we're going to have this. And I've gone and I've, I've, I've just turned it round once. And uh, But that little victory, I then walked into the living room. I was like, everything else you need, darling? <laughs> I loved it. It was such sick. It was so good. I felt like a proper bloke. Anyway, yeah, and that's was, it. That's it. The, the, we've, we've kind of your your role as a man in society and a female. You know, it's problematic, isn't it? Yeah. Because it's not on everybody to be able to do it DIY. And if you're a man, you're expected to 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 do it. And I've been always been terrible, but I've had a couple of home wins myself. Have you? Yeah. I've, oh, well. I've uh, I pulled off some Alcatraving off of a. Uh, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> of a door frame oh, and, 
and and then decided to sand it all back. Yeah. <laughs> then pick up uh, and 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 then properly get it back to the wood, nice and smooth. Yeah. And then put the architraven back on, fit perfectly. Lots of little couple of pins in. Sure. Jobs are good and lovely. Um, That's so good. That's and it. The best I'm... one, the best one, the best one, right? Like, out there, if your if your boiler works, if you've got a combi boiler, right? So it's one that you just essentially turn the hot tap on, hot water comes out. Most of them are that way now, right? Don't tell your missuses if this happens. But often the problem with it, if you get no hot water, is the pressure's low, right? It might be on zero <laughs> or below one, and it nearly needed between one and two on the pressure gauge, right? Sure. There is a little valve underneath it, right? This connects the, the hot water. There's a, there's a tiny little valve. You release the pressure valve, and it fills up to about two. Presto, you've got hot water. Tell the missus that you've been quoted a couple hundred quid. A bit like yours, Jim. Yeah. Couple yeah, hundred quid, then go in, just turn the valve, it fills up, and you have hot water again. They won't know, you will know. Yeah. You can walk walk your flat or house like a god completely. That's naked. amazing because, yeah, like in terms of sort of, yep, uh, gender roles, what you do, what they do, me just taking me having to take the bins out, there's no glory in that. So, this was brilliant, and it was so simple, and it was a lovely little home win. And I think this you, could be a place where we could share yeah. some of our best home wins. Just those little that's, things. Just those little things. It's a great idea. It doesn't great have to idea. be DIY either. It could be something really no. simple uh, that just kind of, it just kept you, it made you feel good for the rest of the day. I think it could be good. Anyway. What, uh, what do you, you take the bins out, Jim? Yeah. That's one of my Is that jobs. your job? Yeah, that's one of my jobs, yeah. Why? She's like, oh, it's disgusting. You're a manly man. I'm like, yes, I am a lonely man. Thank you. Yeah, you are. And Correct. I, yeah. I went, I'll go, babes, let me just finish this chamomile tea and then I'll go, <laughs> go and do it. Yeah. Uh, right. Uh, new bit inside the mind. It's not a new bit. It's just written it's a new bit. It's an old bit, but you bit, you guys are loving it. Uh, Demos vlogs, inner monologue. Things that you thought of in that moment in time as your inner monologue, but you didn't say it out loud, you're now sharing with us. Uh, Demos vlogs, uh, inner monologue. Child was with his mother at Subway and she lets him order a cheese, lettuce, and tomato sauce, and tomato sauce on a non-toasted white bread footlong. That's it. Cheese, lettuce, and tomato. On a footlong? On a footlong. His thought was, you failed at parenting and your child would die a virgin. Harsh? He didn't say it out loud. Fair. Fair. You've been big on Fair. this um, virgin mentality thing recently. Uh, yeah. I mean, I just... It's... Um... When you when you eventually become a man, you stop thinking in such ways. Sure. Like Caleb I'm going to say something that's been inside the mind for a long time, but I've never actually said this. I miss Tanvir. Now, I bumped into Tanvir the other day. I saw. You might have seen that on Twitter. It was so weird. I was literally just going to the gym, and then there he was, coming out of um, Peckham Station. And um, we, I chatted to him about it. I was like, oh, I've seen a couple of comments that they, they miss you on there. And he's like, oh, I'll have to come on. So we can get Tanvir on at some point. <laughs> the thing to be clear on here, guys, as much as you miss Tanvir, I miss Tanvir a little bit. But he literally, literally for the last sort of four months of the podcast, he just sat there off camera. And so for Didn't him... Actually, there were no ones and twos. There were no ones and twos. So for him to, him to come now and to sit <laughs> off camera... Every week, it's insane. Like it's yeah. not something we can do. Doesn't make any sense, and uh, it would be odd. You'd have to sit in front of camera, but then uh, is there room? To... Exactly. So if there is a live show, then we could see if we can try and get him to come down. Oh, no, it might be strange. It might be difficult. 
Yeah. Uh, Nicholas Sinanan said, uh, this, and uh, this is true, I think. I think people do this, right? Whenever I come across an attractive girl who is mildly nice to me, nice, nice to me, I always think she wanted it. <laughs> uh, I get, I get where he's, I get where he's coming from. At one hundred percent, and I don't know if women do think that way. Yeah, uh, I'm sure some do, but by and large, uh, you're probably incorrect. He says, uh, "I'm happily, be, I'm happily in a long-term relationship with the thought that I've still got the magic." Always gives me a cheeky lift. I love the podcast. Yeah, that's um, fair enough, and, and you know it's important to, to maintain that kind of that attitude, even if you are going to be completely and hundred percent faithful. Is to know that you 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 are still that guy, and uh, and your other half is lucky to have you, and you're lucky to have her. Okay. Um, still to come in the pod, we're gonna I'm gonna go through things you say at the football really quickly, and then Flav's got to go. He's got to leave for a second, so we're gonna have a small intermission that you'll never see because it'll be a straight cut into. Some I've got BDA. to pick up my child. I've got to pick up my child. You might see him running around in the background after. <laughs> As we do BDA. Jesus. As we do BDA. Okay. Uh, things you say at the football. Callum Gibson. Uh, <laughs> I think it's quite good. Go on, son. Even though I'm only 18 and the player is most likely older than me. I'm yeah, definitely... but that, you, you know the rules in football. The rule in football is that everybody in the picture is younger than you. Always. <laughs> that is so true. Yeah, that is so true. I do remember. I remember being 14 going, go on, son. Go on, son. Give it to. We'll get, we, shouldn't the kid be playing? Shouldn't the kid, kids eighteen? Yeah, get the kid playing. Ridiculous. Uh, Roots Raff. Things you say at the football seems uh, seems one for modern day football where nobody seems able to take a corner properly anymore. They'll say, "I'll beat the first beat man." Beat the first man. Sake. We've talked about this a lot, but every club has a corner taker who can't beat the first man. Ours is Ericsson. Also, does anyone else sometimes let out a man on like they're actually on the pitch? Absolutely. Of course. I think that's part of, of your role as a, as a player. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Lord if, ben... if there's enough of them, enough of them in, in unison, then the player might, might hear. Yeah, very true. Uh, Lord Benton of 52, things you hear in the football. Anytime a player receives the ball, and it, so this is one that I wanted to finish on this one. I've never heard this before, but apparently this is something. So let me know in the comments if there's something you've ever heard. Anytime a player receives the ball and is in within 10 yards of the opposition, watch your house. Watch what? your house. I said it never before. heard of that. That's not. That isn't a thing. Watch your house. Yeah, that's no. That's uh, stupid. Doesn't make. What does it mean? I have no idea. Uh, let's know, Lord Bentner. Uh, BDA will be coming uh, on the podcast. Right after this. Uh, <laughs> right, we're back. <laughs> yeah, hair looks a little bit different. Just pissing down. I just picked up the boy from uh, school. Um. So yeah, but back in the back in the game. And, you're, and here's a little, uh, something that we thought that it was just going to be some BDA on its way, but actually got ourselves a little bit of sharp news. Um, you said you had uh, something. I don't know if you can get that quickly, but not to worry. I've got fact three of the 81 course, interesting sharp facts. Of course, of course. No, I mean, it's just a video about a, a great white attacking a, a guy who was spearfishing. And uh, as we all know, as big shark fans, uh, spearfishing is the probably the most dangerous activity you can do in the sea if you want to avoid sharks. Yes. Yeah. It seems like common sense, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but I guess you've got a spear, so that you probably there's you no. Know, if you've got a fisherman with that kind of bravado, then he'll be up for that kind of challenge. I'm just saying, if you get in the water with a spear and start shooting fish for a laugh or or for a nice supper, then don't mm. be surprised when Mister Great White Shark comes and knocks at your door. 
Mum, I'm home. What are we having? It's your favourite. Shark. <laughs> you know shark supper? Mm. Well, that's, you know, shark, have you had a shark fin soup, Jim? I have heard Shark that, fin yeah. soup is the big, the, one of the, cru- what? Outrageous. All right, I said great. One of the cruelest, cruelest things you can. And most delicious. Well, this is the other thing is it adds no nutritional value and has no flavour to the soup. It's simply a status symbol. So if you have a wedding mm-hmm. in, I've got to be honest, in Pan-Asian countries, uh, some Pan-Asian countries, it's a massive status symbol. Um, yeah, no, I have seen that. That's just like so wrong. Anyway, yeah, because I'm I'm getting into sharks, as you know, and uh, our last week especially. Uh, What's that? What do you mean? What is that? That's not dog. It's cat. It's is it? I can't see because your Skype's funny. It's Sidley Diddley. Sidley, oh, the new cat. No, it's not new. It's it's old. He loves it. Look, he loves it. Look, Sid. He loves his belly. He loves his belly. Sid loves it. Ah! All right. He's had enough. Let's just move on. Do you know what else is here? Uh, Do you know what else is here? Frank. The dog? The, Frank the Dank Dank. Frank the... Frank the... Frank the Tank. Frank. Do you want to see him? Go on. Show <laughs> the people. Should give the people what they want. Get the it's people. blurred with your sky. That's I, I should... I mean, to be honest, this should be Patreon-only stuff right now. <laughs> this is behind the curtain. Frank, come here. Come here. I know it's exciting, isn't it? Exciting. Oh! Oh! Say hello, Frank. So, uh, there you go. Uh, Frankie Dank Dank! And then, do you, um, uh, you, Jim? You been, has he been sorted out? Oh, yeah, he's still got a big one, look. <laughs> That's fantastic. Uh, great podcast. Oh. So, point, that's fantastic. Um, so, Shark Fact number three, here it comes. For the BDA. Yeah. Um, which could be, Shark feet. Obviously, last week we had the fantastic um, American pocket shark, which glue in the dark. Glue? Glows in the dark. It's glue in the um, dark. Glue. Because <laughs> of the past tense. Wow. Sharks belong to a group of fish known as the elasma branches or cartilaginous fishes, yep. rays and skates, which may have evolved from sharks, do you know, also belong to this group. Jim, do you know what cartilaginous fishes are? No. They're ones without any skeleton. So sharks don't have skeleton? Is that what you're saying? I want to say that actually they do. But do you know what fucking... I don't know. No, I don't think they do. <laughs> I think they're fully cartilage. Does a shark have a backbone? Has come up as a... As a big it has it has a skull. It has a... Sharks do not have a backbone because their skeletal system is made up of a softer cartilage, cartilage. Just like all the other fish that belong to the chrondicthes class. Yeah, so they're just muscle basically, wow. just muscle and cartilage. Uh, and do you know what? You know, in your ear is no bones either, just cartilage. Right. Yeah. So um, a, a shark's skin is also cartilage. That's why it's so tough. Yeah. Skeleton. No, no skeleton. Incredible. They really are growing on me. <laughs> I see. I told you. They're really <laughs> interesting. I get like it's not a fascination or a fetish. That's not what this is. But if mm. you can't get interested about something as incredibly like nature in its most extreme and incredible, if you can't be interested in that, then what are you doing alive? Like what are you doing? 
Like, oh, I'm going to play Fortnite for the next... Just spend a lot of my time not playing Fortnite and a little bit more time understanding we live in an incredible place with incredible Brilliant. animals in it. <laughs> yeah. But I'm going to play more Fortnite! Let me, let me show you a little, little creature by the name of an elephant oh, with yeah. a nose hand. Stop talking about the nose hand because I don't talk. I don't talk about like like a killer face when talking about a shark, do I? It's got, so you admit it's it. got a killer face. You admit that that's what gets you off. Just call it trunk. A call a trunk a trunk. It's not called a nose hand. Killer face. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, that was your shark news. If you have shark news, let us know. Um, you know, put it in the comments. Oh, do people genuinely like it? Is that what, why are we talking about it every week? Do they genuinely want to know more or? Eighty-one facts, there, mate. It's a long season. <laughs> you know I mean, well, it's, it's, just, it's the same for everyone. We've all got to stick together. True. Because um, these are the dark months, as everyone knows, in the football season. So all we've got is each other. A couple of shark facts to get us through. That's enough, though. Uh, Tim. Right, That's PDA. Enough, that is enough. That is enough. PDA That's time. That's <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. One little. It's like a stat, you know. It's like a, a little nugget, if you will, of, of statage that you can take into your week. Um, Mountain Woo. Right, we've got. So, okay, first of all, we've got a bit of a um, reaction to, um, what's his face, uh, Bagel Guy last week. Um, we've asked for the, we asked for the picture from Bagel Guy, yet to see it, hasn't been sent to us as of yet, which what? is So what is going concerning. on? What is concerning? Mountain Wu says in question, uh, oh no, sorry, sorry, that's different. Um, Tom Cash, who is a trusted uh, commenter, um, he said, I hate to say it, but Bagel Guy is a catfish. Slash another Dotty Foster. Yeah. If true, then he needs banning from both the channel and the Patreon as we do not accept money from liars. Uh, well, well, well. I mean, Tom, let's not get too hasty here. But the the <laughs> let, let's let's uh, I charge him more. <laughs> well, I I think Jim, I think it what it is is that people want to be a part of the show, right? And, and sometimes they'll get desperate and and start elaborating and saying untruths when uh, in order for it to to kind of bond with us in a way and talk talk about their lives and we, we the thing is you don't have to lie because everybody's got an incredible story you can everybody's got a great story, everybody's got a great story. i'm doing a series of podcasts at the moment where people just talk about their story and sometimes it is fucking dull uh, but by, by and large everyone's got a story uh, and so oh, what we're saying you do not elaborate because we will find you out and you will be banned from the channel not patreon but you will be banned from Bamp from the channel, but 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 Bagel Guy gets a buy because he gave us loads of quality content last year. So, well, let's, I mean, uh, the decision hasn't been made yet. He's not like uh, we don't know it's a catfish. I I we know. I want to still believe in this. We know, Jim. I want to still believe in this. He can. Uh, do we need a picture of you with a spoon, Bagel Guy? Can, please make it so. Please get it. Get the job done. Please allow me to believe. Can can we okay. get can we get a few of you with pictures of spoons, please? Like if you prove there can be just, done. No, just prove that you're real. Anyone watching this, prove that you're real. Send in a picture, tweet James a picture of uh, you holding the spoon. Because I'm, I'm, I'm starting to believe that our, our entire audience is make believe. Just, yeah. I want, I, I, I want twenty people, twenty people to at least to message Jim for spoon, and he will retweet every single one. Can you do that? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Tweet me at Flav underscore Bateman, <laughs> right? F-L-A-V underscore B-A-T-E-M-A-N, right? And I'll, my Twitter is, is, timeline's a fucking mess, right? So I will happily retweet it. Tweet me 
you with a spoon prove that our audience isn't make believe and we're not all prove just... it's real make it so make, make it real yeah make it make it so that we're not just talking to nobody because right now i feel like none of you are real yeah spoons uh two quick uh bit well one of your your starter bda mountain woo uh the question is it okay for a friend to get off with your ex-girlfriend even if you've been broken up for a number of months i don't know whether to feel hurt because it's kind of none of my business or is it wesley lang uh chipped in in the comments after saying it's a shit move it's normal to feel horrible months later after a breakup if it's a mate worth keeping who did this tell him it's bothering you if it's a friend cut them out mate Ooh, what do you think, I, I think it's probably depends how incestuous your fat your your friends group is. Like people who are really close knit, close knit friends of about ten mixed sexes, um, it happens. It just happens. And yeah. But what what I think you do have a role to play. Your friend has a role to play to ensuring that he's not being a a prick because ultimately he's thinking about him and he's winky <laughs> ahead of your what what this will do to him and uh, do to you rather and like if it's like they're pissed up and they're really kind of like drunk and, and they're doing things and it, and then they wake up the next day and go shit I, i'm really sorry this happened mate and i know this was a bit of a shitty move then that, i think that's cool you've got to buy they're thinking about you but if they're just doing it and thinking fuck you then yeah how much of a friend are they yeah jim i uh if it was if it was me personally i'd i'd definitely so if I was the I was you, what's his name, Mountain Wu, I'd I'd feel hurt as well, and I'd um, it's normal to feel hurt, I think, and I think I'd be also a bit disappointed if the yeah if the guy hasn't said anything to you, but he's probably thought it, he's probably just not got the got the minerals to come and say it to you, which is a shame. Yeah. But in my friendship group, that that happened a few times, and did you ever do did, it, Jim? No, not me. But but yeah, my my friends did, and. I was actually like, that's, I'm not cool. I don't think that's cool. But they kind of just got on with it. And as time progressed, you kind of, because like, if you're not with that person anymore, you're not with that person anymore. True. So life moves on. So it, it, it should hurt, but it makes yeah. sense for it to hurt. And to be honest, but, when you look back, you look back and you think it's not the end of the world. You'll get over it, mate. Yeah, you, yeah, you will. But yeah, I don't think it's... Still hurts though. The thing is, well, do you want the drama of bringing it up, or do you want to just hang in there and let it pass? That's that's a decision you've got to make. Jim, I just want to cut you here, right? Mm. I've got five minutes left of recording time on my phone before I've used up all that's of my. That's fine. Memory. That's fine. Okay, this is good. We can leave a little cliffhanger. Are you still recording now? Yep. Okay. Right. So here we go. This is a good one, and this is from. Uh, I'm not going to say who this is, but this is uh, this is fascinating and difficult, and we're going to need the comments help on this one. I think. Hey James, I need some BDA. However, if there are any young, oh, don't forget that. Um, so over the summer, my recently divorced mate was trying to get himself back in the game and found some luck in the form of a lovely woman. At the time, I didn't think much of it and was just happy my mate was happy. Last weekend, though, me and my mate went to the pub and he got shit faced. Not wanting him to be on his own, I did the responsible thing and drove him to the lady's house where he proceeded to pass out on the sofa. He passed out on the sofa. Which was when his new girlfriend put her hand on my thigh and asked if I wanted to stay the night before trying to kiss me. Now, I want to stress that I'm happily, um, happily married man and so I politely declined and got out as quick as I could. 
Now I need some advice as to what to do next. Should I tell my mate about what happened or should I just not get involved? Also, should I tell my wife that another woman tried to kiss me? I'm very confused. What do I do? I mean, I'm going to need a week to think about this. It's tough, isn't it? I think, Jim, I think that this, on a true cliffhanger, we should go to the comments and and see what they say and come back with come back next week. And this is, I think this is the toughest one we've ever had. It is, and we know the guy. Because options include leaving it, keeping quiet, having a word with the girl, which sure what that's gonna do the, the wife as well Telling the wife mate. is a key one as well like do you like yeah. talk to your own wife about it like what i mean it, you did the right thing and then like next time you see them because he's a mate you're gonna bump into this too there's a lot to, to unpick here jim a lot yeah, yeah. um do, you, do, do we tackle it this week or do we wait till next week and see what the comments say i think let's i like that idea actually let's do it let's leave a cliffhanger um let's and, and it's a great exercise of bringing it hopefully real people as you said earlier um, together yes. to solve this conundrum. Um, it might even go to a poll card. Who knows at this stage? <laughs> it's just too early to tell. Um, yeah. Because I, I, I read it and I was like... Yeah, you sent it over to me immediately, didn't you? I did. I did, because I thought it was a good one. Yeah. Um, or, or a bad one. Who you are. It's a tricky situation. Um, so, so there you go then. Right, okay. We'll leave it on a cliffhanger. Guys thoughts on that whole situation let us know in the comments below we will dive into this meaty one next week um yeah let us know your thoughts on everything else uh give your ratings for the managers and um, tell us what you think about flav's room ratings um, for the cat ratings for the cat ratings for the cat and ratings for the dog sydney sydney diddly nah not interested yeah. Um, if you are still listening to this but you're not seeing our faces that's because you are not yet a patron member if you fancy doing it you can do it for three dollars we're going to have loads of uh, we're going to have signed prizes coming soon hopefully if I can get the deal done which I think I might be able to do so uh, well, that's a great it's like a raffle ticket we've got a number we're, doing, we're having a number of conversations aren't we Jim with, with <laughs> in, interesting influential people who will be able to give us stuff to give away as a part of the partnership so you know if it, is, it doesn't come off this time it will come off next time exactly Right, uh, have a great week. Uh, we'll see you next time, and uh, goodbye. Goodbye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 